I'm going to tell you a story, a story about domestic violence. And this story won't be for everyone. I mean, sometimes people don't want to hear about shit that others have gone through. And they don't want to know that someone they know or they love has been going through some traumatic stuff in their lives, right? But guys, life isn't all sunshine, butterflies, and rainbows. I've been through some pretty rough stuff. And I'm willing to bet that someone out there listening has also been through some shit too. What I've experienced has made me the strong and confident and outspoken, take no shit woman I am today. Because of my experience, I'm now able to help others get through their experiences in domestic violence. Listen, I completely understand if this isn't a topic you're interested in. Maybe you've never had any experience in or know anyone who has had experience in domestic violence. And I completely understand if listening to this episode isn't for you. That's okay. But if you're struggling with any type of domestic abuse or you know someone who is, then this episode is for you. Hey guys, I'm Stasia and you're listening to The Anastasia Project. Let's get into it. The year was 2000. I had just returned from a trip with my brother to Virginia. We went to visit our father, who had just moved there. I walked in the door to the smiling faces of my children, and I was immediately dragged into my bedroom. With my crying kids outside the locked door, he sat on top of me, smiling. Not a loving smile. I would never call it that. I would call it more like a sneer. The kind of sneer you might see on a villain in a superhero movie. I felt like a brick was on my chest. I begged him to let me up. I told him the kids were scared and they needed me. I begged him to stop. I pleaded with him to leave me alone. Tears sprang from my eyes, which made me angry that I was showing weakness. And that made me cry all the more. And then, in the blink of an eye, he tore my belly button ring out of me. I didn't want to, but my reaction was to scream. Blood poured out everywhere. He just stood up and I doubled over in pain, trying to stop the flow of blood. I had never felt such a loss of control. In the back of my mind, I thought, how did I get here? Because lately, his physical presence had been causing me anxiety. I was constantly walking on eggshells, never knowing what his mood would be when he walked through the door. The sound of the garage door opening would literally send me into a panic attack. Would he be irritated by something I said? Was he irritated just because he might have had a rough day and take it out on us? Would he be angry that I cooked something he didn't like or that the house wasn't clean or maybe a specific shirt wasn't ironed? The red flags didn't pop up immediately. Or well, maybe they did, and I was too young to notice them. We met when I was 22 years old, working at the same company. I was married when we met, and that marriage was falling apart, and I was scared and lonely and looking for the attention that my husband never gave me. B, we'll call him B for the remainder of the episode, B gave me all the attention. I mean, all the attention. 
that I was not getting in my current marriage. And I lost myself in it, in him. Just days after our first date, he wanted to be exclusive. And as the days were into months and months into years, he slowly started showing me who he really was. And I slowly started losing myself. What lessons did I learn from my marriage to be? I don't like to call it my marriage because thankfully I no longer possess it, not even in the past. Now it's just a thing to me, like a car or a pen. But the lessons I learned have followed me all my life, right into my current relationship. So what did my abusive marriage teach me about myself, teach me about love? Let's dive in. So what did my abusive marriage teach me? The first thing my abusive marriage taught me was the only person who can decide how you feel about yourself or who you are as a person is you. One of the worst parts about being in an abusive relationship is the feeling that you're losing yourself piece by piece. My self-esteem was the first thing that took a hit. I think I should preface this by saying that he first built up my self-esteem. He always said I was beautiful and he wanted to spend all our free time together and I was a wonderful mother to my daughters, etc., etc. You know, all those fun, loving, wonderful things that you, every woman wants to hear, right? I was over the moon. I mean, I finally met a man who really loved me and wanted to be around me and do things for me. But little by little, he began to break me down. I remember I was sunbathing with a girlfriend one summer day and I got really sunburned. When B returned home, he became irate. He was like telling me that I deserved to be sunburned because I was vain. He just smacked me over the head and called me stupid. I was, I just started crying because he had never hit me before. And I was shocked. He berated me for crying and cruelly teased me about acting like a baby. He eventually left the room and I went to bed and, and cried while he had dinner and watched TV with our roommates. But I remember feeling completely ashamed and even abandoned. Later he apologized and told me it would never happen again. That it happened only because he was feeling stressed from work and he unfortunately took it out on me. But little did I know, it would be the first of many many apologies and looking back on that day I realized what a blow that was and it was just one of the many pieces I would lose of myself as I've grown and I put the pieces back together I now realize that I always had the power to love myself regardless of how he acted so the second thing I learned was abuse can be emotional as well as physical to me, the verbal and emotional abuse was always the worst part. The man was the master of manipulation. It was 2000, again. I was planning the trip to Virginia with my brother and B didn't mind at first. I assured him that my mother would be able to look after the kids while I was gone so that he wouldn't have to take any time off from work and he was cool with that. But during the call with my father to finalize the trip plans, B had plans of his own. 
he told me that if I went to visit with my father, that I didn't love my children. I mean, he told me I was selfish and irresponsible because I was leaving my family behind while I went off to do whatever I wanted. He actually forbid me to go. He literally took the phone away from me and told my father that I was not allowed to go because I chose to be a wife and a mother. And due to my responsibilities to my family, I was to stay home where I belonged. And then he even went so far as to tell my father that he was an irresponsible and selfish person for even suggesting that I leave my family. I was fucking mortified. And when I got off the phone, he was like, he just started screaming at me. He told me that everything was not about me and that a stupid visit with my father wasn't important. In the end, I went to visit my father. But as you know from the beginning of this episode, I paid the price physically when I returned home. But emotional abuse is still abuse. And the toll it took on me mentally, it still affects me to this day. The third thing I learned is control is not love. Don't wear makeup. You're beautiful without it. You would only wear makeup if you're trying to look good for someone else and you don't need to look good for anyone. See how he played that one, right? Or how about this? You don't need her for a friend. You are too good for her. Hmm. Until finally, I had no friends. Or what took you so long at the grocery store? We don't live that far away from it. Until I was finally timed and paid the price if I was late. The best one is the how everything started with if it wasn't for me. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have this home. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have those cars. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't, and whatever the example would be. Listen, an abusive, an abusive person will always tell you that it's for your own good that they control everything you eat, say, wear, and do. It's absolutely not. It isn't always if it wasn't for me. Stand up for yourself. Get out of that control. All of that control does not equal love. It just equals control. That's all it is. Control is control. The fourth thing I learned is if you can't be yourself in a relationship, that's not okay. I was constantly made to feel like everything about myself was wrong from how I dressed and talked and walked and ate. I was, was just always made fun of. It was 2003. And our relationship was bringing me down at that, by that time. It was bringing me down so much that I tried to find something to make me feel better and give me some much needed self-focus. I decided I wanted to go back to school because I'd never gone to college and so I thought, I think I'll take some college courses. I brought the subject up with B and he told me I didn't need to go back to school, that it was a waste of money. When I told him it was important to me that I needed to do it for my own self and at the time it just didn't matter what I would major in, it was just that I needed something for me, the answer was a solid no. I was a wife and a mother, and that was what I needed to focus on. 
And when I tried to argue my case, he just became angrier and angrier and started yelling at me and telling me I wasn't grateful for all of that, all that I had and all that he does. And whether I was wanting to go visit a family member or a friend, or if I was making dinner or just having a normal conversation on a Sunday afternoon, I never knew what would set him off. Feeling like any little thing could set someone off and worrying about every little thing you do or say is not healthy for you or your relationship. The fifth thing I learned is love should lift you up, not tear you down. When someone you meet, I'm sorry, when you meet someone and they become an integral part of your life, whether it's good or bad, I think it's inevitable that we eventually look back and wonder what would have happened if we'd never met them. I remember sitting in a restaurant eating lunch one day and I was watching this little old man sitting a few tables down from me. He was alone and he had a look of sadness on my face or what I thought was sadness. But I immediately thought of my youngest son and how he hated to see anyone eating alone, let alone an elderly person. And I thought he'd probably want to go eat with that man. But I watched the little old man for about 10 minutes or so, and then all of a sudden the look on his face changed. And I knew who his wife was before she even walked up to him. Because the look on his face is something I will remember forever. His face lit up and his smile grew wide. And he, his wife walked up to him and, and he grabbed her face and gave her a kiss. It was so incredibly cute. And then he took her arm and he put it through his and they turned around and walked back to the table. And he looked so happy. They even held hands across the table while they were eating. I mean, come on. How cute is that? It doesn't get any better than that. Love is a fucking crazy thing. This stranger, this person who entered your life with a simple hello, now has the power to affect you. Just how you feel at any given time, right? There are so many times in life when we stop and contemplate the past and we wonder what the future will bring and we try to figure out what to do next in the present. This contemplation only lasts a few minutes, and then we move back into the present. I met my current boyfriend mm, a little over five years ago, during a really dark time in my life, and when getting involved with someone was not even a thought in my mind. But I took a chance, and you know what? He makes me feel like I can do anything, and he showed me what real love is. A loving relationship is allowing two unique personalities to come together and say, what can I learn from you? How can we improve each other? How can we make each other happy and more fulfilled and more supported in life? You know, I was always asked, why don't you leave? Never ask a woman in an abusive relationship why she stayed. It's a fucking insult. If you are not in the relationship, then you have no right to ask that question. You cannot get out of a relationship with someone like that until you make the choice yourself. Let's not forget that leaving can be dangerous, right? According to an article in psychology.com by Joel Young, MD, research consistently shows that abusers are more likely to kill their victims in the two weeks after they leave than at any other time. When considered in conjunction with the fact that leaving can spark financial troubles, not to mention the pain of losing the relationship, it's easy to understand why so many survivors are hesitant to leave.
So until the abused sees what's wrong, until the abused realizes that the nervous pain in their stomach, their gritted teeth, their fear of every loud noise is not normal, until they realize that the way they're being spoken to is not normal, that it's not love, until they realize their entire life is being controlled and manipulated by someone else, they can't leave. Listen, staying was easy. Leaving was the most difficult decision I ever had to make. I have forgiven B, but not for him. I had to do it for me. Now, instead of harboring the intense hatred I had for him for so long, I thank him for being so weak that he showed me the true strength that is inside of me, for giving me something to rise above, and for allowing me to prove wrong everything awful that he made me feel I was. He used to tell me no one will ever love you like I do. Well, fuck. I don't want anyone to love me like that. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, who needs love like that? He showed me what real love isn't. Help.org says when people think of domestic abuse, they often focus on domestic violence. But domestic abuse includes any attempt by one person in an intimate relationship or marriage to dominate and control the other. So here are a few signs that you may be in an abusive relationship. You feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah? Right? You feel like that? The easiest way I can describe the abusive relationship I was in was that I felt like I was walking on eggshells constantly. There was never a moment when I felt comfortable or I wasn't worried about the next moment he might snap or get angry with me. The second sign that you may be in an abusive relationship is you feel crazy and you're questioning what what is reality? Psych Central says you could have sworn that he insulted you. But now he's telling you with fervor that you misinterpreted what he said. You begin to doubt your perception of the situation. This is gaslighting. It can be applied to a number of situations. The formula is that the abusive relationship, I'm sorry, the abusive person did something to hurt you and then later denies it. As a result, you begin to doubt your sense of reality. Let's listen to that again. The formula is, that the abusive person did something to hurt you and then later denies it. You begin to doubt your sense of reality. It's not you. You're not crazy. The third sign that you may be in an abusive relationship is your body and intuition are telling you that something isn't right. Every time my ex-husband would start getting irritated or if he was in a bad mood, I would start to shake. Like my heart would literally race and I would feel like I was going to throw up at any minute. What my body was experiencing was was the fight or flight response. If your body and your mind are telling you that something isn't right, do not ignore that feeling. All right, guys, I want to leave you with one last thing. If you feel you may be in an abusive relationship, seek help right away. If you don't feel comfortable talking to a family member or a friend, which most of us do not, please visit www.thehotline.org or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233.
Again, www.thehotline.org or the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. And let me hear from you. If you have any questions or any concerns or you just need someone to talk to, I would love to hear from you. Leave me a message on anchor.fm.com or you can email me at the Chronicles of Anastasia at gmail.com. Stay safe, everyone.